And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by StravaCraft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 because when you do, you get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering StravaCraft Coffee. I am your host, Drew Kreisman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me for the start of this one is AJ Hafley. You know him running the show over there at DNVR Avalanche. Patrick Lyons may be along uh, if he can get home in time for the end of this podcast. A little bit of a race against the clock. We'll see if we can hear from him on the big news of the day, which is, of course, Brent Boswell getting protected from the Rule 5 draft by the Colorado Rockies. Of course, the topic everybody wants to hear about, but uh, no. Big no. moves. <laughs> Big moves. Making moves, AJ. They're making moves. Um, I mean, how do you how, how do you feel about it? <laughs> uh, I think they did well on the, on the Rule 5 protections here. Colton Melker was the one guy who was like, yep, you got to protect him. Uh, I need to look up Lucas Gilbreth. That's never a good sign. Uh, <laughs> I think they protected who now? Uh, Riley Pint. <laughs> yeah, and they did not protect Riley Pint, who will be available. So there's all of that. But of course, I'm I'm so excited for the Rays to draft that guy, turn him into I know, a reliever, I know. sit him all year. I know it's going to be brutal. They're going to do they're going to do what Atlanta did with Dan Winkler, except they're going to get an elite bullpen arm. Step further, yeah, yep, totally. Someone's going to grab him. But yeah, the thing to be mad about before that. Uh, and and I really I have to say this, AJ. I uh, I'm going to use a word I almost never use on this podcast, but I hate this. <laughs> I, I I absolutely freaking hate this because when the annual John Morrissey article comes out suggesting that the Rockies are going to get rid of their star player, and look, this isn't just the last couple of years with Nolan Arenado. It's been years before that with Charlie Blackman, before that with Carlos Gonzalez, then Troy Tulowitzki, the one that did actually happen. But this has been going on, and I'm frankly exhausted by it. Like, I there are new elements to this rumor situation, and the Dodgers and Jim Bowden saying that he thinks it can happen gives it slightly more credibility than things of the past. But I got to say, the the vast majority of my feelings about this are, I feel like, you know, well, it's Groundhog Day again. <laughs> that, that's how I feel right now. Like what I, I just, I'm on Twitter today having extreme deja vu going, I have said all of this before. What's the Battlestar Galactica? I have said all of this before and I will say all of this again. I am trapped in a nightmare, AJ, of just Nolan's got to go somewhere else all the time. 
And you, you read these stuff, and it's always from the perspective of the team that wants to get them. Well, the Dodgers would love to have, have Nolan Arenado, and he likes California. Therefore, ipso facto, and, and I just – it blows my mind. How, and, and I think the thing that's extra infuriating about it today is that it comes on so much more, like, momentum of uh, uh, – general, I'll use the word again, I guess, hatred of, of Jeff Breidich, which a lot of it is, is fairly rooted, right? Because I've even seen a lot of people like kind of defending it. I've seen other beat writers saying the Rockies are never going to do this. They would have to be really, really stupid. And then, of course, 95% of the fans showing up to say, well, I've got news for you. They are really, really stupid. And that's why. Well, guess who the GM is. Yuck, 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 yuck. And it's like, but AJ, that's why for the last two years, I've been trying to draw this very nuanced distinction between no, he's not good at the job. And yes, if I owned the team, someone else would be running the show. But this isn't going to happen. He's not this bad. And, and this is entirely a creation, in my view, of, national writers who want something to talk about who are going to get reads from the millions of people who live in New York and LA and aren't going to care about the hundreds of thousands of people in Colorado going, come on, bro. That's what, that's what actually pisses me off about it. You know, the, I, the irony that I, that I find in this is that if the Dodgers weren't in the NL West, and hadn't like firmly planted themselves right in front of the Rockies the last couple of years when the Rockies were actually like living up to their potential. Right. The Dodgers would probably be the ideal trade partner because they could take on the money, have the system have, have, I mean, like, do they even know what to do with a guy like Gavin Lux? And, you know, the Rockies could make perfect use of that be like, Oh, Hey, We'll just take you have this farm system just like brimming overflowing with, with dudes. Yeah, we'll we'll take you know let's uh, we'll it's like a like like standing there trying to order off a menu right. You're like we'll we'll take a high end starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll take a they got that young, catcher cost, cost controlled catcher. Yeah. We'll take a uh, well we'll take a we'll take two bullpen arms and we'll take uh, one position player. And, and you, you know can what? Pay, you can pay him two hundred million dollars and enjoy the second half of the, and, the and this is career. The other part of it that drives me insane, man, because that's the thing. That's why I can't just come on here and and one hundred percent dismiss it because that makes sense, and I would do that. Then you've got to add in the question of what are the chances that GM Jeff Breidich gets the better of the Los Angeles Dodgers in a trade? So that's another element that you've got to consider here, right? But I, yeah. I even like I even think there's a part of it. I don't think they'll make an interdivisional trade, but I, I think some people even make too much about that because I, I'm with you. Like if the right deal was on the table, even now, even with these Dodgers, I think there is a way in which the Colorado Rockies can trade Nolan Arenado to the Los Angeles Dodgers and get better. I just don't think that that's likely to happen. I don't think that the Dodgers are likely to agree to a deal like that because the Dodgers didn't become one of the savviest teams in baseball by overpaying for 30 year olds making $35 million coming off of the injury plague seasons. Like that's not how you make smart investments as that team. They're not going to overpay for him. They're going to try to lowball the Colorado Rockies 
all day. And this is what happened. And, and this is, again, why, why it bothers me, because I can't, like, come out here on a Rockies podcast and go, Nolan Arenado rumors. I, I have no earthly idea what you're talking about, right? Like, I can't pretend like I haven't been <laughs> watching this all day and, and, and know exactly where it came from, which is the Dodgers called. I just said, yeah, okay, I'm listening. They offered some stuff. Said, no, thank you. And then someone can write or say, legitimately, there have been talks. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm just like, yes, they talked and nothing is going to come of it because they're, they're not going to give up. Like if they're going to give you, give me Gavin Lux and Dustin May and something else Smith. straight up. <laughs> I do that. I would do that deal, but the Dodgers aren't going to do that deal. Um, especially with the possibility. Now they did talk a little, I think Jim Bowden talked about like it, this would all be contingent on Nolan waiving that opt out, which Okay, but that just makes it that much more complicated. But Shane's right. The the biggest thing is that the the rumors never look at this from the Rockies' perspective. It's always about, well, the Dodgers can make this work. And it's like, why would the Rockies do what you're suggesting? And and oftentimes it kind of falls apart right there. Yeah, I mean, I think the number one reason for that, more than more than anything else, other than you know, not even getting into like general Rockies dismissal on a national level and like the fawning over the Dodgers and all that. I, I think it's uh, a lot of the fact that the, the money is so substantial that right off the top, you're eliminating 25 franchises from being able to acquire Nolan Arenado. Right. And that's, and right now when you're, when you're looking at like, how do you make this work? What's realistic? It starts, everything starts with the Dodgers. They've been involved in every major acquisition uh, over the last couple of years. They've at least they've at least kicked the tires on guys. You know they they may not have won all of them. You know you look at a guy like Verlander, but they've been involved on some level, quote unquote. There have been talks. I do like the there have been talks thing because <laughs> it 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 kind of uh, I think these GMs sometimes sit around and you know, they've got like their Slack channel, like the GM Slack channel, or they've got like the group text or whatever. And it's like a, it's like, it's like a dude late at night swiping through Tinder or a, a pick a dating app and being, and being like, Oh, we each matched. Yes. And then it's a 10 second conversation. And both people are like, this person actually sucks. And then <laughs> like, you do. see that, you see that person a week later out in the wild and you're like, there were talks. There were talks. There yeah, and you're like, talks. there were, there were. I talked to that girl. Yeah, we used to talk. There were talks. <laughs> there were and definitely like, some talks there. K guy. Uh, like and yeah, and, and I I think so. There are two things about this that I think make it extra absurd. So a year ago, and and this is why I said I I really am, I'm kind of at my wits end about this particular topic, and but I can't avoid it. I can't pretend like I've never heard of it. So my two options are one, go along with the pitchfork crowd and, and get riled up and get as angry as everybody else that this is even being discussed out there at all. And just add that to the pile of things to be mad at the Rockies over or note that this is extra silly. When a year ago I was telling you this didn't make any sense. And I knew before most people how upset Nolan Arnauto was at the organization. I didn't think he was going to come out and make that public. And boy, did he. 
And that's caused some issues. But it was like the worst kept secret among Rockies beat writers that like Nolan ain't happy. We all knew that, right? And that's why at the time when I was coming on here every day and telling you these rumors are mostly nonsense, but I knew where they were coming from. I knew they were rooted in a thing. And it's, this is not that. This is not rooted even in that type of thing. Nolan Arnott, there's two major things that have changed since that. The argument has gotten less solid for trading Nolan Arenado since then, or him opting out, if you're thinking of it that way. COVID happened and completely changed the economy of baseball, meaning that the five teams that AJ was talking about were in the running to get Nolan Arenado is shrunk down to two or three, maybe, depending on if we bounce back or not. If there can be fans in ballparks the next couple of years, we may not see another person sign for $35 million a year for a very long time. Considering I think we're down to two, right? Yeah. I think yeah. at this point, you'd have to say it's probably just the Dodgers and the Yankees. And the Yankees. So you've got two teams that could, in a theoretical environment, where Nolan Arenado has an extraordinary 2021 season and then opts out, do they sign him for $164 million for five years, which yeah. would be the equivalent of what he would make in Colorado? Not even more, right? Not, not even get an upgrade, just to make the same thing he was going to make. That's, I think that's where, um, you know, just the, the economic reality that we're in right now says that, yeah, so that opt-out exists. True. But the chances, I, I think the chances that he would have opted out of that were slim before COVID because of the money and the age and everything to consider. Totally. After COVID, I think that it's the chance whatever chances there were it, it they feel even lower now and uh and the union is the other part that gets left out of that right people think well like and and this is what i i think this is the part where and i, I don't want to pick on anybody out there where i think fans start to project a little bit and they they want to believe that the player just like them cares so much about winning but that's because aj to you and me uh making $20 million versus making $35 million has never been on the table. Minus $15 million may not sound like much to you and me. We're like, well, I'm going to make 20 But that's right. That's what you're, you're asking. And it hurts everybody else. So even if Nolan Arenado cared so much about winning and hated his boss so much that he was willing to take a pay cut down from $35 million a year that he's going to make to $20 million a year to go play for the Yankees, or, or the Dodgers or whomever. At, at that point, at $20 million, right. we'll probably back up to five teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there are five teams they can afford, right? But if he was willing to do that, he would piss off every single active player in Major League Baseball, the union. Like, they wouldn't let him do that. There's, there's, there are very powerful forces at work that because it screws everybody else in negotiations during a recession, yeah. like, that, is, that would be the word. And Nolan Arnauto wouldn't do that to the players union he would not do that to the players this and is... and it's more complicated than he wants to win he doesn't care about money like it's more complicated yeah and it's an important factor to consider because the baseball players union is the tightest knit in terms of this conversation yeah. part of that is because the salaries at the highest level 
they're you're always trying to push it higher. You know, if it's you know, if it's a middle of the road guy taking three million dollars less to play in a city that he prefers in, you know, players aid player agents in the union and all that are, are gonna be like, Hey, don't love that, but there's not gonna be any substantial pressure. Uh you know, the potential greatest third baseman of all time giving up $35 million a year to play for $20 million a year. That's a completely different conversation. $35 million a year to play for $28 million a year right. is going to be, there's going to be an enormous amount of pressure around the league and from agents and other players to say, if you do this, this could, you know, look, it's entirely your decision but it might make somebody's decision for me down the line. Right. You know, this isn't just you that, that is making this decision in a vacuum. There are, there's a trickle down effect here. There are other things to consider. And I just don't, I I just don't see it as a reality that this guy's gonna, he's going to come close to 35 million in another, uh, in this economic environment. He's not going to come close to that somewhere else. And, that's not something I just, I just don't see it. I look I, all competitors want to win. Right. Yeah. But we've all, we've all been around sports long enough to know that money just talks. How many times have we seen free agents eschew better situations in terms of winning because the lesser team offered them a million and a half more per year. Yeah. And that's a, you know, million and a half two three million million is peanuts compared to what we're talking about with an upper echelon contract like this. It just doesn't make sense to naturally assume that this guy is going to throw a $35 million a year contract into the bin and rip it up and say, eh, I don't need right. that because I don't like, I, I don't like the situation that I'm in. If, right. if push comes to shove, he has the no trade clause. He could still, he could still say, Hey, I want out of here. I'm willing to work with you. I'm willing to do whatever I have to do in order to get it. The, 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 the term right. untradeable contract gets thrown around by people that don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> right, right, right. But there's no such thing. And as long as a player is productive, there will be somebody out there willing to buy the, buy his services. And as long as Nolan remains a good baseball player, something that I feel pretty good about moving forward I don't know at what level as that contract ages, but I feel pretty confident he's going to be a damn good player for the next few years. Uh, the Rockies, the the Rockies and Arenado can still, even if when they get beyond the opt out next year, they can still move forward and say, you know, we can still deal you if if you absolutely need to get out of here, you know, because at some point. At some point, the, it just won't be worth it for the Rockies anymore either. From their perspective, a player that unhappy, if it just continues to not work and it gets more and more toxic, look, you already have a culture problem, but you're going to have an even bigger culture problem if your star starts openly sulking. Right. And, you know, I'd, I don't think he's super inclined to that, but I also, I don't know, I even the way that things fell apart, part this year um at the very least it doesn't make things better when you know when you're already not feeling good and patrick and i have said on this podcast many many times that 
there are avenues whereby the Rockies could get rid of Nolan Arenado and get better, and it could be better for them. And, you know, Shane has a great question here asking, if the Rockies continue to struggle, will they want to pay Nolan $35 million a year? And the answer to that might honestly be no. It really comes down to the answer to AJ's question uh, there. How good is he going to be for the remainder of that deal? If, if is, it, can, is it worth losing Trevor Story to pay for the rest of no, Nolan's career? No, no, it's not. That's the thing. It's just not. And that's where it gets. If they can keep them both, and I do think that in the budget – they can't. And I, and I think this is one of the things that they're trying to figure out and work out is how can they pay them? But at least it was before, you know, COVID hit. And, and that uh, obviously, you know, the budget gets a, a lot tighter. But that's what we, Patrick and I are in lockstep on that. If you have, have to choose between Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story, and they may well have to, the Trevor Story is the guy you take right now. And so that's why, again, I, I can't yeah. come out and say there's no chance the Rockies trade Nolan or there's no chance they trade him to the Dodgers even. I just, just think that uh, I think there's know, the, no chance they trade him to the Dodgers. There's there's no too, I think I think there's just too many there are too many harsh realities uh with it. Regardless of that's the best return. That's like you have to get a return that absolutely kicks ass. Yeah. You cannot get Jesus Tinoco, Miguel Castro, and Jeff Hoffman. Uh, uh, you can't remember. get it. You can't get you can't get no meaningful MLB players in the return. For for Nolan Arenado, if you're going to trade into the Dodgers, you have right. to pluck a proven guy off that roster now. Right. Otherwise, you you know you you're taking a, a really really good player off that roster. Like, I'm glad you said Dustin May earlier because he was a guy I couldn't think of his name earlier when I said the guy with the hair. Hair guy. I knew. I knew you. So yeah. and you were like, yeah. love hair guy, and I was like, that's really a guy. I I'm just can't think of his name guy. right now. Big fan. Of um, but like, it's got to be like. Guys who have proven something in in base, and there's just no way. There's just, there's just no yeah. way. All right. Well, the Mets is we, a great idea, actually. That makes sense. actually, yeah. And we we've, we've run through some interesting trade possibilities with the Mets, but we've got to get another fresh perspective in on this. We've got to bring in the DNVR director of social media and huge baseball and Rockies fan, Michaela Perkins. Welcome back to the show, and just just fire off with your reactions to the day. <laughs> oh, people, calm down. <laughs> it's going to be okay, I promise. The Rockies organization is in a mess, yes. Are they trading Nolan to the Dodgers? No. They're not that dumb. They might be a little dumb, but they're not that dumb. <laughs> we got to get that printed on a T-shirt. Can D-Line make that shirt? <laughs> Colorado Rockies. They're a little dumb. They're not that dumb. I feel like, yes, yes. Thank you. Take a deep breath, everyone. I promise Uh, it's going to be okay. I know everyone's upset. I know everyone's not very happy with the Rockies organization right now. I get it. I'm just as frustrated as the next person. We've been around now and we haven't won a World Series. It's extremely frustrating. We're not making any moves. We're not signing any names. I understand the frustration. However, they are not going to trade Nolan to the Dodgers. <laughs> right. Um, Freddie so, the Mets would be weird because I just can't picture him in those colors. Yeah, right. There's there's a picture of him in a Dodgers hat and I almost vomited. It was alarming. Um, Michaela, how much of that is the Dodgers? As AJ and I were just starting to talk about, and, and as Patrick and I have, have discussed, I, I think there are avenues, you know, if no one's going to 
play hardball if the Rockies are going to insist on keeping their GM. If that relationship doesn't get solved, that it might be in everyone's best interest actually to trade him. So is there a, a situation where you could see yourself, you know, happy or contented or, or at least okay <laughs> with a Nolan Arenado trade? Um, I don't know how popular this opinion might be, but no. Um, I don't think there's any reason to trade the best third baseman in baseball. I think if anything, the people that need to go are the people in the front office before they get rid of Nolan. Um, yeah, I just, there's no way. Why would like, if anything, they should be building around Nolan instead of not giving him the pieces that he needs to be successful or the team needs to be successful. Um, I think a Nolan trade is ridiculous and it's frustrating. Um, Obviously, he need, he's due a lot of money, and this year was hard for all of the baseball clubs. Everybody lost money, but um, they need to figure out a way to keep Nolan and to keep Nolan happy because he's the best third baseman in baseball. I don't care what anybody says. A's fans, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, they don't need to trade Nolan. That's the dumbest thing ever. Uh, I love it. I love it. I, you know, because I, I, I think it's possible. I just I, – I think it's unlikely. I, and, I, and I think what you're, you're – coming down with there is just the recognition that, yeah, like the guy's a generational talent. And, uh, you, you know, I also think that him coming off his worst year where he had this shoulder injury, where he really couldn't hit that well. Um, in any other scenario, you know, you'd be talking about, you can't trade a guy at his lowest value that he's maybe ever been in his career. Um, but, you know, that now that he's, uh, what, what's the phrase we use on the wrong side of 30, what's that supposed to mean? Uh, <laughs> but uh, how do you think he, he's going to age? You know, do you, do you have a lot of confidence? Does it matter to you that, you know, are, are you comfortable paying him for past accomplishments? They, they use that uh, saying in sports. Or do you care or do you just think you just have that much confidence that even through age 35, 36, he's at least going to be a very good baseball player? Um, I mean, look, baseball is a game of failure, right? Um, everybody's going to have an off year. Everybody's numbers are going to tank at some point. Not saying that his numbers tanked. Obviously, they weren't the best that they've been. But it was a 60-game season. Um, there was a lot going on. Um, a lot of irregularities. A lot of, you know, there was a break in the training period. There was stopping and starting and uncertainty and all this type of stuff. So, I mean, if any, if it was a year to have bad numbers, it was this year. Um, I don't know if I would read too much into the numbers that they were. Again, a 60 game sample size is what take you, take that for what you will. Um, I still think he's the best third baseman in baseball. Um, and I would not read into those numbers as much as I would in a regular setting. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's, that's one of the big, you know, People picking and choosing what data they choose to care about or what evidence. That's been one thing this year that's driving me crazy. If it's something they already believe. It's the biggest confirmation bias thing of all time. Uh, AJ, I don't know how much you've seen it because hockey was a little weirder. You guys got a little bit more of a regular season. But then there was this like really short burst of games, right, Of uh, for that playoff set. And it's, like, it's almost like that's the only thing that mattered, all of the information from that short set of games, and we forget about everything else. Uh, and and for, you know, better or worse, and obviously for the Rockies right now, it's for worse because so many things went against them. It's just like, what a, what a bad season to just be sitting on and waiting for spring training. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the the variance of the small sample. You knew it was going to be a shorter season. You knew that things were going to happen that were going to be wacky. And, you know, I mean, Jose Abreu won MVP. Like, come on. He's <laughs> <laughs> had a fine career, but it's like, like right. I won MVP, and that that's all you really need to know. Right. No, right. It, it is, it's a great big asterisk of a season. Take that, Dodgers. And um, <laughs> it'll be, uh, I, I think it's really funny too that after winning the World Series, they're out there talking about acquiring the best third baseman of all time. And, and it, it is amazing to me the extent to which some of these national writer guys are willing to go to bat for these big money, big franchise teams. And they just don't care at all about the fan bases of, of the, and, and I just see it all over my Twitter today. And just, I, I, I must have gotten. 30 messages of like, Drew, please tell me this isn't going to happen. And it's like, I, I I can only be in so many places at once and tell people like, no, I'm sorry. The loud people on the TV are talking nonsense. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to stop that momentum. You know, yeah. um, we're, we're starting it on the hockey side. We're starting to get it a little bit. Uh, Gabe Landeskog's going into the last year of his contract and he's turning 29 years old in the hockey world. That's danger zone. That's where you stop paying players. And so people are like, well, they're talking on the big networks about maybe trading Landy. And I'm like, stop. Just stop. Stop it. Like, just not a farm a- system for the other teams. It's not, it's, dude, it's not going to happen right when they've loaded up for a cup run. Stop. <laughs> and so sometimes it's, but it's hard to like stop that momentum and be like, look, people who aren't around the team, people who aren't covering the team, like national writers are a wonderful resource because they cast such wide nets and they cover so many different angles, but understanding the, the situational minutia of individual teams, it's not there. It's impossible for it to be there. Yeah. It just is like, imagine, imagine having the depth of the knowledge that any of us have about the Rockies for 30 teams. It's just not possible. Right. And so when national guys are the only ones who are making noise, it's like, okay, that's what it is. It's noise. It's this is the time of year. Literally winter meetings would have been two and a half weeks from now, three weeks from now. Right. Uh, Teams are starting to conduct their business because they're operating under the assumptions at the moment of mid February spring training. So They've got to start conducting business. They've got to start doing their thing. But until until more of these, and especially because the Rockies at least acknowledge local media, we'll have a conversation with local media. Well, you know, maybe a little less so under Breidich because he likes to hide. Yeah. But a little, you know, they'll they'll at least have conversations with media. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jeff Breidich has been on this very podcast. Not right. Exactly. Exactly what I'm saying. And he's like, been on the podcast. Not something I could ever dream of in my world. Um, so it's like, you know, until until it starts to become more of a local flavored noise, I'm not too I'm not too concerned about this. To be honest, just the economics of it, all of the when you consider the whole picture, this isn't this is this is just gonna be another obnoxious offseason where it's gonna yeah. be the only thing to talk about because the organization has no concept of how to change the narrative. Uh, I want to buckle in. Um, 
Uh, Michaela, I, I want to also ask you this because I think this is a part of a bigger question that starts with Nolan Arenado, and as AJ and I were talking about just before you came on. And actually, let's loop in. Looks like our guy Patrick Lyons has, has made it, and he can jump into the conversation now as well. There's my guy. Um, <clears throat> there he is. Um, about the big picture question, right? Because if trading Arenado also, I don't think, makes sense in a vacuum. It would be part of a rebuild. There are a lot of fans that are ready to blow this thing up. Uh, my first boss and, and good friend, Brian Kilpatrick, published an article today uh, talking about trade Nolan, trade Story, trade John Gray, rebuild around a younger cast, blow this thing up. And I think there's there's a decent chunk of the fan base that wants to go that way. There's another chunk of the fan base that's saying, can we just find a way to keep all of those guys? I want to keep Story. I want to keep Nolan. I'm going to keep John Gray. And, and as you said, I want to bring in more help to build around them. So if you were running the show is is that kind of the the direction that you would go going out there and and if so what do you feel like uh the rockies need what what would be an announcement this offseason if they said hey they signed maybe not a specific player but position player who does x well or pitcher who does x well you know what would get you excited trevor bauer <laughs> straight up <laughs> all right <laughs> I mean, that's what would get me excited. Is it realistic? No, but um, that was, that's what would get me excited. Um, I mean, look, I don't think you can do anything before you fix your pitching staff. It's been the Rockies kryptonite for how long now? How long have we talked about the fact that they don't have a bullpen, that their starting pitchers are unreliable? Um, so I just, I just don't know how you can justify doing anything else before you fix your pitching staff. Um yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. The only the only free agent that, uh, as we've talked about this week, that would benefit the Colorado Rockies right now is Theo Epstein. And I don't think the Rockies <laughs> can afford him. I mean, I think they can afford him, but are they willing to uh, agree to things on his terms because the money is not going to be the sticking point. Can they afford him emotionally? <laughs> are they are they yeah. prepared to, to Dick Monfort willing to you know give up you know the ability to veto trades that would improve the club or just the overall general direction? If is tanking the the best solution for the Rockies, Theo Epstein might think that way, but Dick Monfort would would never sign off on something like that. So I don't know. I just got to the conversation. Line. I wanted my Nolan be a Nolan shirt. I'm excited. What are you guys talking about? Topical. Uh, just, uh, you know what? Well, I, we got to get final bets here, which is a perfect opportunity for me to remind everybody about our good friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Well, I don't think that they'll allow you to bet on where Nolan Arenado is going to be next year. We, we got to send them a message, see if we can. Maybe Rockies fans can actually win something out of all of this nonsense for once. If you could at least bet on the guy wearing your uniform on opening day of next year. If we'd have done that last year, some people out there would have made some money. But, of course, you know, there's no baseball games going on right now. They do have some early looks at next season. If you're into that, you know you can always bet on football, MMA, any of that good stuff. KBO. Uh, <laughs> is KBO still going on, Patrick, or do they wrap up? It is, yeah, absolutely. And in, in, in fact, that's that's my lock for the week. That my, oh. my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is going to be my NC Dinos 
over the Doosan Bears. Uh, it, it minus one twenty four. Yes, so you're going to have to pay for it, but they're locked. They've been the best team in in KBO all season. We we started out watching them uh, back in in May. Feels like at least three years ago, but they're they're going to win the KBO series. They're going to be the champs for the first time ever. And I, I couldn't be happier. So get in on that financially with that That's my pick of the week, NC Dinos. Is anybody else in here a Dinos? It's nice fan? to cover a winner, isn't it? I thought there were a couple folks that, that we have at DNVR that were all Dinos, but I guess Yeah, not three here. years ago when we started covering the KBO, like you said. <laughs> yeah, we covered the KBO um, for 13 minutes. I'm more of an LG Twins girl myself, but um, I do yeah. love the Dinos mascot. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great mascot. So go and bet on that mascot right now at the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a deposit bonus of up to 1000 bucks for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deponent, uh, bonus for deponent? That's not a word. I put two words together. Deposit bonus requires 25 by playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And let us get everyone's final bets on, is Nolan Arenado a Colorado Rocky next year? And is Nolan Arenado a Colorado Rocky on through that opt-out? We can't say for the rest of his career, you know, but for the the foreseeable future. Michaela, let's start with your gut feeling. What do you think? He's definitely going to be a Rocky next year. Um, I feel very confident saying that. However, after that, I'm not so confident. Um, You know, a lot can happen in a season. A lot can change in a season. And I think it would be foolish to say with certainty that he is going to be here beyond next year. Um, I would love for him to be here beyond next year. Um, obviously there's a lot of variables at play that, uh, will determine that factor. A lot of variables that are unknown. So I'm not as confident beyond the year of this, but, uh, this coming year, but I guess we'll see. All right. AJ. He's going to be here. Um, I don't see him. I'm, I think he stays through the opt out. I don't think, I don't think anybody on earth loves winning so much that they're going to give up that kind of money. That's, that's life-changing money for the next two generations of his family if they manage it well and i think that as long as as long as he's got the big picture in mind and he's not so laser focused on i have to win um i just can't see him giving up that kind of money i just can't. i don't know james harden has just entered the chat <laughs> oh um, oh yeah <laughs> he turned down a big sum of money from houston yeah, but he's also made a really big sum of money already, and he's going to continue to make a really big sum of money. Also, don't most NBA guys actually make more money with their like sponsorships and all that kind of stuff? Like, that's one of the things that baseball is absolutely There's terrible. At is, yeah, it's yeah. just for us common people when you see a no to fifty million dollars, it's kind of like a uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> straight up. I was like, he he done said what now? Uh, what do you think, Patrick? Yeah, I'm with AJ. You know, this time last year, we were at the uh, Denver – I forget. What the heck was it called, Drew? Media luncheon of fancy people at the fancy place. <laughs> I had to skip out to go host the Goaties. <laughs> we did. That's right. Denver sports writers thing. It's a very prestigious place. It was. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it's called. 
but I was laughed at. Everyone else uh, on our on our panel said that Nolan would not be with Colorado, and this this time last year, I said he would. The biggest factor just being, and you've talked about it already, is the CBA, and I, I just thought. You know, players don't really gain much ground every time the CBA comes up. They, you know, the owners are, are, are going to do everything they can to pinch every possible penny. And with how the last CBA went down, it seemed like the Players Association really had been, you know, they've been losing some some of their power uh, under the leadership of Pony Clark, uh, unfortunately. And I just didn't like the odds of him going back out on the market, not a prime age, but not that old, but just still being able to get at least that much money, even if it was for an extra year. So his annual average value went down, but he got the same contract. I just, it just seemed like too unsure of a thing. And, and now obviously, as you guys mentioned with, with COVID and the, the financial implications of everything going on right now, it's even, it seems even more of a lock that he, he will stay and he's just going to have to learn how to suck it up. A lot of athletes, have to do that because it's not only best for their union, but frankly, it's just best for their family. And imagine, good Lord, imagine telling a man that he's got to suck it up to make $35 million a year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, and how many times is, does Nolan Arenado even have to hear the name Jeff Breidich in his day? O- only when the media is in front of him. No one else is talking about him. He's not coming down to the clubhouse. You might not even be welcome down in the clubhouse for all we know. Nolan might say, look, dude, you no, don't say it. Don't say that. No. That's just gonna, somebody's <laughs> going to pull that quote. Yeah. And it's going to be the NVR said that Brian doesn't even welcome the clubhouse. <laughs> That's why the words if, would, could, should are beautiful words. But you're right. Uh, great at our qualifiers here. I won't do too much trolling because I, I, I do like flaming up some of the Rockies fans. Uh, hey, Riley, find anyone, right? But – I, I yeah, <laughs> we actually touched on that. It'll be fine. Um, I mean, if 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 the Rockies are, I mean, it would be a shame if they traded him to the Dodgers. But if they can get hair guy, then I mean, hey, I'm all for it. Bring on hair guy. guy. It's not a coincidence. The shirt's red today. He's team hair guy, and I'm, sure. I'm hair guy too. So. I wouldn't be able to tell you and Dustin May apart. That's the biggest problem if they trade for him. He's a little more paler. I've it's it's not many people are. I, I feel like the Rockies uniform would probably give it away. Oh, okay. And the hundred and two mile an hour fastball and all that. He might I, have. A- I don't know. I bet Patrick's got that in the bag. I am interested though to see what the future of baseball holds, though, because. I mean, this year has been unprecedented for all of the clubs and the league. Everybody lost money. The draft was shorter. Not as many people got drafted. Minor league baseball is getting completely restructured. Right. So, you know, I'm just not worried because obviously baseball is baseball and it's an institution that has been around for 100 plus years. But, I mean, you know, how is this free agency going to go? Like, how – how are teams going to operate moving forward with the money hit and the draft hit and the minor league baseball restructuring? I think it's going to, you know, I mean, we don't even know if it's going to be fans in the stands next year. It's very possible that, you know, spring training is happening at their home stadiums, or even if they do go to Arizona and Florida, there's no fans allowed, which I know spring training doesn't have as much financial implication on teams as 
um, like the regular season does, but you know, we don't even know what's going to happen next year. And so between this year and all those factors and the uncertainty of next season, I just think that um, baseball's in for a little bit of a bumpy ride. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm kind of worried or interested to see how a lot of these uh, moves are going to be made going forward. I think, I think I'm right there with you, especially in the development part of things, because I wonder if the, the shorter draft, nope, like I, I honestly, I can't, I can't tell you, I have no idea how much players, how much growth players are getting, like working out at facilities and doing this like specific instruction yeah. versus just playing every single day, you know, minor league baseball. It's all, it's all about reps. It's all about at bats. It's all about pitches. It's all, all of it is gaining experience and learning and growing from that. They're not getting any of it. It's not like they're doing yeah. nothing, but the development process for baseball has been the same for such a long time that now it's completely different. And I really wonder if two or three years from now, you know, multiple draft classes just get wiped out because they don't, these guys never end up developing and it creates a major power vacuum at the top where baseball becomes the evil that everybody pretends that it is where all the rich teams dominate all the time. You know, we have, we have lower spending teams regularly competing because they develop at an obscenely high level. They just do it better than everybody. And I wonder with the development system looking like what it is right now, what happens to the Rays, the twins, the A's, where do those teams go in the next couple of years? Like, the Orioles picked the worst time ever to try and burn their franchise down and rebuild it because they're going to be picking at the top of these drafts and these guys don't have anywhere to go and develop. Yeah. And it's like, what happens to an Adley Rushman? What happens to a, a, a Kierstad? You know, do these guys ever turn into anything because they their development path could be significantly skewed for multiple years? And I I'm curious to see how that aspect of it plays out these because a lot of teams need that a lot of teams need the development in order to be competitive and if if they aren't able to overcome this baseball could suck in a couple years think of this uh in 2019 the colorado rockies selected uh, out of ucla michael toglia and of course uh, he played some short season ball at boise didn't play any games in 2020 we don't know what's going to happen with the minor leagues in, in 2021, if that's still going to be uh, some other kind of system. And then in 2022, much like what today was, we had four players on the Rockies getting added to the to the 40-man roster. Lucas Galbraith held Chris Oliveras, Colton Welker, and Brett Boswell. Well, you work at the news in. <laughs> in November 2022, the Rockies have to make a decision on Michael Toglia before he goes – and is made available in the Rule 5 draft. And the kid right now has played 41 games professionally, 145 at-bats, nothing this year. nothing. Nothing will happen next year. And then in a few months after uh, the the 2022 season, the Rockies have to decide, is this a guy we want to keep on the the 40-man roster? Is this a guy we're going to expose to other teams? All teams are in the same, same basket. But that's crazy to think a guy they just picked last year, they still might not know what they've got. In two more years from now, mm-hmm. it's not even a guy like Toglia that I'm so much worried. I mean, at least at least you have some college tape on the guy. At least you have some idea. What about a guy like Grant Labine, where it's like, 
you got a you got a really raw plus plus power bat at first base that you're hoping turns into a big time masher for you, but he needs hundreds of at bats across multiple years in order for him to realize that potential. They took a really high pick on on a guy that doesn't produce very much talent because they're dreaming on him, and yet you're now you're trying to dream on a guy that's not even playing, and it's like it could just it could just wipe out best laid plans for. And it's it's not even like Rockies are unique in this. You think about think about all of the all of the franchises that have to spend their money very yeah. carefully. Yeah, you know, there's there's 20 franchises who are in this in this position where they're they have no idea what their future holds for for their top their top kids. Well, and it's you know? not like it's crazy to think about too because um, you know baseball is so unique where it's more about the long term game than the short term game. Because like like let's talk about the NBA for a second. The NBA draft just happened and all those kids that were like one through 15 have a good shot of playing in like four weeks when the NBA comes back in December. Whereas baseball, you know, your number one isn't going to play in the big leagues for five to seven years, maybe if that. And so not only are the kids who are in this like minor league system now screwed, but also this is going to have major long-term implications for the kids like in the collegiate level who like, for example, like my collegiate, like ASU baseball was canceled halfway through their season last year. Um, Summer leagues were canceled. Their wood bat leagues aren't, aren't taking place. Um, The Arizona fall league was canceled. Like all of these developmental opportunities for these kids. And like, you know, with the minor league baseball restructuring, a lot of those rookie teams are gone. It's crazy. Like there's going to be so many few less opportunities for these kids to develop and how like that's going to have like obviously we're not going to see the immediate effects of like on baseball right away because baseball is a long term game. But, you know, three, four five years down the road from now, it could be a mess for a lot of these teams who rely so heavily on the talent that was supposed to come up through their minor league systems. And it's just going to be. I mean, crazy. Baseball, baseball already has a problem with trying to get the best athletes to play in sports. Now we're not going to know who's the best. We're not going to be able to give an opportunity to a Dustin Pedroia or a Jose Altuve and go, well, clearly you're not a ball player. Just look at you. Oh, wait, actually we were wrong. You proved us wrong by, you know, in-game action and what you're actually able to do. As soon as you, you know, remove them, opportunities because there are less teams less opportunities even if they do exist on the independent uh, market in, in these indie leagues there's gonna be a lot of guys that tap out a lot sooner because the road to the majors is, is getting a lot harder here's well, the model oh, yeah, sorry I was say that's all the way down to major league baseball because you know we're talking about nolan arenado now but like how is that going to affect teams in free agency you know when they're trying to make free agent decisions when they were supposed to have some guys coming up through the system that were going to be replacements for some of their free agents. And now they don't even have that option or, you know, do they hold on to those types of players longer because they don't have that, those players in the farm system. And so now Nolan has no other option, but to stay at the Rockies because our third baseman prospects are gone or we don't have any developed. Like it trickles all the way down. And I just think there's going to be so many long-term implications on baseball. And especially like, it's, I mean, it's going to affect the guys in the major leagues too, because a lot of the decisions that you would have normally made with confidence knowing, well, it's going to be okay because we have X, Y, Z coming up to the farm system. Like you might not have those options anymore. Well, and you, you also, you think about the impact it has on a guy like Arenado. If the Rockies were going to trade him, they get past the opt out. We're two years down the road. You know, they're beyond the opt out. He's decided to stay because he's not a moron and he can count money. And, (laughs) 
they he still decides, look, this just isn't working. Both sides have decided we've got to move on. What do you trade him for? Futures. Well, if the futures are all messed up and you have no idea what, what kind of quality or caliber of prospects are out there anymore, how do you do that? You're trading him for even more of a wild card return than normal. So then you're saying, okay, we don't want to do that. We have to trade him for MLB talent. Well, there isn't really anybody out there equipped to do that, except ironically, the Dodgers. The Dodgers. <laughs> who can be like, okay, well, we'll just give we'll just give you this guy and we'll just replace him with a farm system that just magically comes up with guys. And it just it's gonna make it even harder. And it, it might just set it up so that it's like, look, even if both sides want out of this relationship in a couple of years, they may not be able to make it worth it. They they the only way they could maybe make it worth it is a Mookie Betts style 10 cents on the dollar trade where everybody burns themselves to the ground in effigy the next year because the you know he wins a Nolan Arenado wins a title with whoever he gets traded to the very next year and and how much Verdugo for him. Yeah, ex- exactly. Who's like nice player, but are you serious with this? Here's the uh, the wildest one to me, and um, I'm glad I'm glad we got all that in there because I wanted you guys to make the the serious points of what everyone is going through. But I just wanted to, to do a watch this, uh, Patrick. What do the Rockies have in Justin Lawrence? And when was the last time he threw a competitive professional pitch? That probably would have been in the Arizona Fall League in 2018. Because in 2019, he was at spring training and he was busted for using uh, performance-enhancing drugs. So, yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah. If if anyone – so if anybody missed the 2019 season because of a a PED violation or because of an injury – Ever that cusp of making the big, I mean, that guy was he was about to be the Rockies' savior in the bullpen. Though we can get rid of Brian Shaw a year earlier than we eventually did because we got this guy hanging out in our system, and they literally have no idea what they have in him. None, there's no way to know if Justin Lawrence will ever throw a pitch in Major League Baseball now, or he was on the cusp of his big league debut. Like, and some of that's his own fault, obviously, in this particular case. Um, but again, it's just like the extreme of guys been throwing a, a competitive pitch in two plus years. Um, man, I, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm very much worried about that. I do think the saving grace, and Patrick and I have talked about this. Michaela, let me know if this makes you feel any better or, or not. Um, is that we expect there to be a, a proliferation of some independent leagues. Um, you know, it, we'll see how long, obviously, in this economy, it's going to be stuff uh, tough for things to get started, to get going. But I do think, you know, especially because, and, and sadly, it, it seems very likely that Colorado is going to lose both of its minor league teams. And being from Grand Junction, that that really hurts me, knowing the tradition of baseball they have there. But knowing the tradition of baseball they have there, maybe an independent league pops up. Maybe the Monforts, who actually he's talked about, wanting to be involved potentially in helping get an independent league. Does, do you feel like that could replace it? Would you be interested in supporting these indie leagues and, and hope that they could kind of replace what we're going to lose in, in the minor league system with this reorganization? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, whenever a team loses that 
you know, minor league baseball status or affiliation, you know, there's kind of a negative connotation with those like independent league teams or whatever it might be. But, you know, people are going to have to adjust to the changes that are coming to baseball. And, you know, if for Grand Junction, for example, if they end up turning into some sort of independent league team, um, why wouldn't you support them? That's the, you know, that's the same ballpark. It's the same location. They might have a different name, but the concept of what that team was still exists. It's still um, young guys who are wanting to get their shot and wanting to get their chance. Um, and, you know, if that community, that means that much to you, of course, you're going to go support it. You know, I grew up in Colorado Springs, so I went to Sky Sox games for years before I moved. And I got to watch Carlos Gonzalez come up through the system and all these awesome people. And those are memories that have always lasted and stuck with me and made a huge impact on my life. It's why I love baseball as much as I do, because I got to watch Sky Sox baseball. And obviously, I think there's still going to be a chance for people to support that through these independent teams. I mean, I even think the um, the New York, no, the Stat, no, the Staten Island Yankees is that who was just recently disaffiliated from the Yankees. I can't yeah. remember the Staten Island Yankees. I think that's kind of the route the route that they're trying to go is looking into an independent team. Um, you know, I think it's going to be important for people to still support those teams. I would obviously. I live in Denver now, so I can't go down to the Rocky Mountain Vibes games is what they're called now. But. That community still supported the Vibes, right? They went from AAA, they went to the top of the Emma, uh, minor league ladder all the way down to the bottom rung, and, and the community still supported the Vibes. And, yeah, it's a shame that now they are off the ladder altogether. Yeah, but, I mean, also, too, I've worked firsthand with somebody who was an independent um, league baseball success story, David Peralta with the Diamondbacks. And so, you know, just because now the path has become harder and these teams aren't affiliated with minor league baseball and there is less of a clear cut path to get to the majors, it's not saying it's impossible. You know, you never know the success stories that are going to come out of independent league baseball. I mean, David Peralta, who would have ever thought a guy who was playing independent baseball and working at McDonald's at the same time was going to be arguably one of the best players on the Diamondbacks roster in the past couple of years. So um, when they play the Rockies, he is the best player on that roster. Was that guy hit like 395 against Colorado? Goodness. Yeah. He's great. I love David Peralta. I think it's worth supporting. Long story short. Sorry to go long winded on you there, but um, no, we do long story long on this podcast. <laughs> AJ. <laughs> it's, it's a good point. I mean, I'm up here in Winnipeg right now where they already have an independent team, you know, Golden What's going to happen to it? You know, are they going to be able to? Uh, are, are they going to stick around? Is last year they only had like five teams in the league that that were able to play for the limited amount of time that they played. Uh, you know, it's 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 kind of weird because it's not really like younger guys. It's like Reggie Abercrombie going up against Carlos Zambrano. Oh, where you're yeah. like, what year is this? You know, <laughs> this is really kind of kind of wild. Uh, but it's you know you up here like it's still it still matters you know these people are still crazy about it the games still sell out and um, you know selfishly I'm I'm hoping that the gold eyes continue to 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 operate and that the independent league if you know the they're going to wipe out a bunch of these minor league teams from from actual affiliations. If they're able to be into you know be independent, independent league baseball is still wildly entertaining, still very easy to go to. 
You know, he spent 20 bucks to go sit right behind home plate and it's still uh, it's still a wonderful night out in the summer where uh, you know there's, there's, there are very few things better than like a cool evening at at a ballpark. Mm-hmm. And independence double double A MLB it, it doesn't matter what level. I just I hope independent ball continues like I hope it just absolutely flourishes with the with a lot of these teams uh losing their affiliations or they just say there are still ball players out there who want to do this. It's it's not a great living, but you just never know. I think there is definitely an opportunity for that to happen because uh, MLB, you know, now has an unprecedented connection to independent leagues where once, you know, some of these teams were in the same markets as minor league clubs or major league clubs. And now they're, they're working together. In fact, uh, as Mikhail is kind of referencing one of the things that the Yankees did, uh, they made an announcement and before MLB finally told the teams, shut up, don't stop talking about these minor league teams that are going away. Uh, but the Yankees said, you know what, we're going to take a minor league, uh, rather an independent league club in the Atlantic League in, in Somerset and, and, and basically took a team that was kind of filtering a little bit of money away from them that was in their general market, and they, they've now paired up with them. The Astros in your neck of the woods, AJ, they've now paired up with the Sugarland Skeeters. Uh, they're going to be their AAA affiliate. They're they're right down the Roger street. Wonderful club. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's 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 a huge deal. And the Twins are expected to do the same thing in St. Paul. Um, so again, they're they're poaching indie league teams that have done things right uh, and are pairing up with them. And now with uh, as I said, MLB pairing up with a with a couple independent leagues like the American Association, Frontier League, and Atlantic League. I think they're going to try to incorporate them under under the umbrella of baseball. And and so as you said, AJ, some of these some of these guys that play indie ball, you're like, I don't really know if they should still be playing, but they've got something to give. Rich Hill, before you know, he made his comeback a few years ago and signed a, a decent little three-year deal with the Dodgers, he was playing on the Long Island Ducks of the Atlantic League. So there was a place for him to go to say, well, look, I don't want to take time away from right. a young leaguer, uh, but I still need to you know, apply my trade and, 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 and show these big league clubs I still have something left. So it's a nice – kind of place for guys who flame out of the minor leagues and still, you know, want to play ball and say, you know what, I've had some injuries. That's fine. I'm not, you know, protected on a double A roster. I'm a little bit old for the level, but you know what, if I can have a good season next year in, in an independent league, I can be kind of welcomed back and, and show up out of nowhere. And it's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of redemption coming out of baseball, I think. And that's, that's one of the few, I think, you know, silver linings and all this. Instead of Eric Thames going to Korea, he'll go to Biloxi. Yeah, Tim Tebow has somewhere. He needs somewhere to go, guys. <laughs> hey, we've talked about before. He's a free agent. Bring him to Colorado. That's where he does his magic. <laughs> Come you know, you on, don't think right? Back the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, AJ. Oh, oh man. Uh, so. Sadly, it is it is around that time we're going to have to start wrapping things up, but I do want to get final thoughts from everybody. It has been uh, a long day. It has been a long baseball season. Uh, it, it has been a rough go for the sport over the last couple of years, and as we've all been talking about here, there, there are some things to be fearful of in the future. I'll go in reverse order from the question that we just did and start with Patrick this time, but this, just final thoughts on wherever you're at in the day, remember the um, what was it? I was uh, I was on the Daily Show where they would do Moment of Zen, 
at the end of, you know, just like give me like your final thought, your, your happy, tra happy trails to yonder Alonso, by the way, a uh, great friend of, of the podcast, uh, Patrick and I had a number of just phenomenal conversations with yonder Alonso, you more than me. And, and you wrote a, a fantastic piece uh, about actually a piece he wrote about uh, in the uh, players tribune. Uh, but we're, we're big fans of yonder Alonso around here. So that's, my part uh, happy trails moment of zen today is congratulations really one of the most inspirational go and read his story it's so inspiring if you get through that whole thing that he wrote for the players tribune with a write me and tell me you did it i don't i won't believe you it is it is absolutely remarkable what yonder alonso overcame to become a major league baseball player congratulations to him let's go in reverse reverse order final thoughts of the day patrick I think in the long run, and it might not be that long, but baseball will be fine. It's definitely going through some – it's going to go through some growing pains that Commissioner Rob Manfred and and the other executives in MLB are, are forcing upon the game, and it's going to be said. It's disappointing. Grand Junction is not going to be under the banner of MLB. They'll latch on with an independent league like the Pecos League here in the Southwest, and – they'll figure it out and, and those communities will be okay. But for right now, there's going to be a lot of pain. There's a CBA. There could be potentially even be a lockout or players strike coming up. And it's, it's not going to be pretty, but baseball always comes back. It it's made to break your heart as uh, it was once famously said, but it will be okay in the long run because it always has been. And it always will be. Most the time. AJ. I don't have any final thoughts. <laughs> you have nothing but Love final it. thoughts. AJ. Come on. Yeah, my my <laughs> thoughts are my thoughts are all rooted in finality, so I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'll miss you under Alonzo. He was fun. <laughs> I I never miss an opportunity to chat with AJ on a podcast, and I never will. AJ, come on, get you this one guy who yeah. if you walked into the to the Rockets or Ad Clubhouse. <laughs> There would be a problem. I just just speculate. Go ahead. What do What do you mean? Like if you just walked in, there would be some people maybe rolling their eyes, and there might be Mexican standoff situation there. I don't Not know. Okay, thank you. That's a good. That's a good final takeaway. I like it. <laughs> Great. All right, Michaela. All right. Yeah. Final thoughts. Bring you back to the Nolan conversation. Rockets fans, it's going to be okay. I promise you, you can sleep easy at night knowing that Nolan is not going to the Dodgers. He's not going anywhere most likely this year. So everybody needs to take a collective deep breath, breathe in and breathe out. And for anybody wondering how I will be sleeping tonight, I will be sleeping like a big toasty cinnamon bun because Nolan, I know, is not going to be going to the Dodgers. So I promise it's going to be okay. I know we're all frustrated as Rockies fans. Trust me, I've been a lifelong Rockies fans, and it's extremely frustrating the state that we're in. But I promise you, one day it'll be worth it because I promise you, at some point, we will win a World Series. I don't know when, but it'll happen. <laughs> the day will come when you shall drink from the keg of glory, friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Uh, all right. Well, thank you all so much for, first of all, all of you for participating, everybody out there for listening to this one. Yeah, we got to do this a little bit more often where we have everybody on a roundtable conversation when there's a big topic, especially. This has been a lot of fun. Make sure that you're following everyone on social media. Of course, you know, I'm at Drew Creaseman. He's at Patrick D. Lyons. You got to be following at Michaela E. Perkins and at A.J. Hayfley. And underscore Rockies. You've got to subscribe to the dnvr.com so that you don't miss out on any of that written content. Plus, when you do, you get discounts on hats, shirts, masks. You get a bigger beer when you come to the DNVR bar, though it's going to be closed for a little while, but we're doing some takeout situations, and I I don't know if those discounts apply. We're going to have to find out. I'll get all that information for you. Um, If you need to know, hit me up on Twitter. Again, this is how you stay connected, and if you're subscribed to the dnvr.com, you can hit us up on the Discord. Anytime to ask about anything. Hey, is the bar open? Uh, hey, did you see that movie? Did you see the KBO game? If you really want to talk lines, you got to subscribe to the DNVR. I'm getting that Discord, and I promise you, he will talk KBO with you. We really do appreciate all of you continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. I promise you, we will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman, Patrick Lyons, AJ Hayfley, and Michaela Perkins in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.